2: Okay, so we've started. Uh, Thank you
0: for being here. Thank you so much for having me.
2: So for the guests, uh, obviously this is the shift for the guests. You hear me? I meant to say for the listeners. (laughs) (laughs) guests.
0: Listen, you don't know what people are up to today. They're like, where am
2: I? All the listeners are my guests. (laughs) So for the listeners, our guest today is Megan Hanley. uh, We're on the shift podcast. We also have TJ, but he's running a little late. So when he pops in, I'll introduce him properly. But uh, thank you so much for doing the
0: podcast. Thank you so much for having me.
2: And uh, what I love about Megan for the listeners. So a lot of listeners are Irish uh, or Irish-American. And obviously we have other listeners. I, I check the map. I see. Maybe it's an Irish person backpacking through somewhere there, but maybe it's not. But um, there's definitely other listeners. As well, but I think majority, there's a lot of people from Ireland. And you're Irish-American.
0: I am Irish-American. And I, not, I'm not even kidding. Two days ago, I said to my dad, I go, Dad, I'm doing uh, Katie Boyle's podcast. And I said, you know, Katie Boyle. I said she did one of my live things and my parents watched it. And I said, um, the album is not about being Irish, but she has a, a big... Big, you know, fan base in Ireland. She's from Ireland. And uh, and I go to my dad, I go, so just in case it comes up, I was like, we all came here after 1916, right? And he goes, no. <laughs> 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 and I was so embarrassed. And I go, what? He goes, no. And I I go, oh, right, right. And then I I was like, oh, I think I thought that because all of my grandparents were born between 1915 and 1917. So Mm. in my head, I was like, then we came here. And he's like, he goes, no. He's like, the Hanleys were around the 1890s, somewhere between 1890s, 1905. It was like Hanley, McGuire. Yeah, your
2: family weren't going to leave in the middle of a rising <laughs> I'm
0: in like head, wait was when like, was the
2: rising I think yeah, yeah. that was like a little before <laughs> yeah. now all the listeners are gonna kill me I think it was like 1912 or something oh my god I have to google that now I'm so embarrassed <laughs> but <laughs> I uh yeah so, so we, we oh came
0: 1916, 1916. Yeah, you know yeah. what's so
2: funny I went to google that and I typed 1916 yeah. rising <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm like oh yeah. gonna... so yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. So, yeah so yeah so we we've been over here for you know a little over a hundred years and uh you know we're uh, you know
2: it was fun because I do I feel like sometimes Irish people will like uh like roll their eyes a little bit about how much yeah. like Irish Americans celebrate Irishness and they're half doing that as a joke because it is actually really nice when you're like oh this is so yeah. nice to see because <laughs> you know some parts of Ireland like I grew up um, in Kildare which is like mm. A little outside the city, but it's not mm. like I feel like my brothers and sisters—they grew up in the countryside and they did way more Irishy stuff than okay. I did. Let's say, like I played Gaelic football, but like they yeah. played all of it. They did Irish music, they did the dancing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it is nice when you see uh, Irish Americans like still keeping up a lot of the culture. And when I went to your <laughs> house that time, it was like St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick vomited. Yes, I was <laughs> so
3: like, oh my god! It was
2: great. I love that. It was like it was like a celebration of like, you know, it's like, oh, of our people, whereas like in Ireland, nobody really like Celebrate Saint Patrick! Like they'll go out and drink, but it's yeah. not like full blown decorations like Halloween. Yes. Whereas
0: here, it's yes. like your Halloween. Oh my gosh, the month of March! So yes, we did the show with Saint Patrick's Day. It was an Irish themed show in March. So my family's out on Long Island, and the show is on Long Island. So Katie took the train out with Sean Donnelly, and then they're like, "Can we use? Is there a bathroom we can use?" They're like you can use it at my parents' house. So of course, we're at church. That's what they do every Saturday. They go to church, then they go to dinner together. It's very cute. Um, so they're out, I and mean, then you come in. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never had someone here from Ireland in the month of March like it was like it was like it's borderline tacky like how much there's just shamrocks everywhere Irish eyes are smiling with family and photos I was like oh my god
2: your uh, bathroom hand (laughs) towels had shamrocks on
0: them (laughs) yes it's a whole theme where like like Valentine's Day ends my mom's like put it away let's break out like my dad is one of the founding members of the Nassau County Police Emerald Society Pipe Band uh, formed in 1974 so they're coming up on their 50th uh, anniversary I think they're doing a big trip Um, so it March is always – it's St. Patrick's season because yeah. my dad's in parades every weekend. Yeah. And that's kind of like just what we grew up around, like going yeah. to the parades, going to – functions and um with the two, i've been to ireland three times and two out of three times were with the pipe band yeah, yeah that's great <laughs> it was so fun did
2: you go when it was the so we have like uh every year there's an irish musical festival called the Fla. did you oh, go then no you should do that tell your dad about the okay. oh my gosh
0: we gotta <laughs> do that yeah so i think we could partially be responsible for so we went in In 2016, to celebrate the centennial of 1916, and they went with the band. They're gonna perform in this parade. We find out once we're over there, they're not like in the main parade, they're in like this other parade, which still existed, but it was a much smaller parade. And we got like such a kick out of that talk about the difference of, like, Ireland and America is that they only shut down half of the street, so the other street had, like, cars. Like, yeah. like the band is playing, but there's clearly, <laughs> like, buses
3: yeah, people are like, driving past life. them. They're
0: like, move <laughs> along, is this big? And then once it ended, it was like somebody came to the end, they are like, keep it moving. Yeah. Like, there was no, like, now nah, we all hang out and, like, drink. It was like, move it, get off the street, yeah. keep going. And we were like, this is pretty hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we went, so it was, like, Easter of... 2016. And um, that was when you still couldn't drink on Good Friday. Okay. And we didn't know that was a thing. And then we get there and we find this out. But we're staying in this hotel that we find out, like, the loophole is, like, if you're at a restaurant, you can, like, get served, like, a glass of alcohol. And since we had this huge group with us, we had rented out, like, a banquet hall. Yeah at the at the hotel so we're having this like big meal and now again we don't know what the deal is that during the day people like heard about this and went and bought alcohol so now people are like drunker than ever because we don't know if we can get alcohol so people are drinking in their rooms and showing up dinner then we start ordering drinks and realize like we're ordering first of all we're ordering multiple drinks because we don't know if we only get one round yeah. so people are ordering so many drinks like we were all so drunk and then like this thing was supposed to end maybe at 11. They let us stay in there until maybe 1130, again, cause we were, like, partying. We did have some – we had music. It was it was awesome. It was, like, this whole thing. But we got out of control because we were – everyone was so terrified we couldn't have a drink that we drank way too much. And <laughs> so we come out of this room, and then we find out at midnight they will open the bar because it's the next day. So we're just in the lobby of the hotel, like, all of these, like, drunk – americans like just like a mess and we were staying at the same hotel as the irish national team so they were playing the swiss we had the game on they won they come back in the lobby and it's like it was
2: like the irish football yeah yeah yes yes oh yeah it was like
0: so cool like that is like the best it was awesome like we found out they were in the in the hotel and we're like what and then me and my sister went and like did things on our own on that friday we went to like some local like shops and stuff and as we're coming back they were all getting ready to go to the game and they're like lined up like getting on the bus and we like were outside applauding and we're like this is so cool that's amazing yeah so all these professional athletes like some of the best athletes and they were start coming back in and we are in the lobby like we've taken over the lobby of the hotel and then as it gets closer to midnight and we did this it is embarrassing we counted down so it's like... Like whole- it's New Year's. Yes, yeah, yeah. so they're walking Drinkers in. Drinker's New Year's. Yeah. and it's these Americans who are like, five, four, three, two... And then they open the bar and we all like storm in the bar. And then there's like too many of us to keep up with. But then, you know... And all the
2: Irish people are yeah. like, they call us alcoholics.
0: Yeah. oh my gosh. They're like, oh my gosh,
2: what is it? It's this? so funny. As you were saying all this, I was having like like flashbacks because I was like, wait, what? We don't drink on Good Friday? And then I'm like, I must have just blacked all of that out because <laughs> I used to work in, like, as you're saying, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I used to work in a restaurant and people would stay so they could have drinks on Good Friday. Yeah. I completely forgot
0: that that was a thing. Right? <laughs> Dude, yeah. it, I wonder if that's still a thing. It just got lifted within the past few years. So we were like, oh my gosh, that's were we crazy. <laughs> part of this that we got so yeah, out of control? Like- They're like, we're losing a lot of money.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we gotta give people booze so they don't be crazy yeah. like these Americans. These Americans are nuts.
0: <laughs> it was, yeah, not our finest moment. And then, of course, these, like, athletes coming in, and we're like, Wah!
2: And did they stay and drink with you guys? Or? Some
0: of them, so they had, like, a private room, and some of them came down, oh. and then they went to the room. So then, of course, like, we're all drinking. We're like, who's going to get in the room? <laughs> like, no, nobody. Did you get and any then, photos or anything? No, like, they were around us so much that it was so cool, but we also didn't want to, you know, in, impose on them kind of thing. But we looked them up, like, more as it would go on. We were like, we're, then, like, I feel like shortly after... There was some big event going on, and they were on like in America when we got home, and we were like, There's James McLean! Like, we just decided it's McLean. We, like, we were like, Oh, there are our boys! There's yeah, our boys!
3: Yeah. That's so fun. It no. was cool. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah.
2: no, you're, yeah, I, I already, you know, it's funny as well when I meet Irish Americans, and I'm like, Okay, you're like Irish American. And then there's certain things that make people Irish. I know this is gonna sound really silly, but when we did that show that time and you fell and you were laughing your head off, and I was like, she's Irish. (laughs) Oh my god. People would be embarrassed to get up, but you were like laughing in the street, your legs up in oh the air. And gosh. I was like, Yep, she's earned her citizenship. Oh my gosh. Yes, I,
3: we, we did the show.
0: It was this bizarre weather day where it started yeah. out warm, got freezing, and then things iced over. Yeah. So right outside, I knew in heels. I was in heels in this green dress because it was, you know. They- <laughs> Show, and I wiped <laughs> like I mean feet in the air landed somehow in the cushiony part of my butt that I don't know how I didn't get really hurt and I then I was like, ah! like <laughs> yeah you were laughing your head off and I was like <laughs> laughing my head off but internally I was like i would not have to go to the hospital <laughs> <laughs> and you're like after this gig after yeah. this gig yeah I was like because my elbow was throbbing a little but overall not too much pain but I was having this thing of like I guess I'll be alright yeah. I guess we'll just do this <laughs> yeah
3: that
2: was
0: a fun gig um
2: uh, so you just did your you just recorded your album yeah it comes out this week comes out yes tuesday january 17th so exciting it's
0: so exciting i'm so excited
2: um do you have any bits on it about being irish yes i do
0: so my family ended up being such a big part i mean they're such a big part of everything but especially of the album and like the recording which is exciting because especially with covid we had really been pretty locked down with our family not even seeing everybody all the time. My family all lived like mostly within a mile of each other and we still were having outdoor gatherings or my whole family had not come into the city for anything. Um, so this was like this like big event, um, cause we did it last April. And <laughs> so we were getting ready. I know that they're there and stuff. Reg, you know, from New York comedy yeah. club, um, which I did at New York comedy club. Katie just heard hers at New York comedy club, which I was there. Katie's, I can't wait. It was so phenomenal. And <laughs> Reg comes back and he goes, um, Megan, your mom is in the front row, <laughs> 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 which people are like that. Like comics, you never want your family yeah, to go yeah. right in front. And I, I looked at him and I go, alone? Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, like what are you talking like just my mom like what are we talking about and also he knew it was my mom because my mom worked the room like it was a wedding
2: oh my god yeah. I love that she's saying hello to everybody yes. she's she like went- so proud of yes. you as
0: if it's like she's the mother of the bride yeah. people <laughs> were texting me and they're like your mom is like saying hi to everybody she's working the whole room and um so I was like who's she like And he goes, oh, well, he's with, like, she's with, like, around the stage with, like, eight to ten other people. And I was, like, all right, that's, like, my dads, my aunts, my uncles. Like, those are, like, the older, like, members of our family. And I was, like, he goes, what do you want to do? Are you okay with that? And I was, like, you know what? If that's where they chose to sit and they're comfortable with it, just leave them there. I don't. I'm fine with it. Like, that's where they want to be. They want to be there. They want to show support. Mm-hmm. Everyone now already knows them. If I had the moved, it would be <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, it ended up being great because they became so much a part of it because... My aunt's laugh is like it was so out of control I had to like stop and address it um because she just laughed so loud and then it became like a running gag throughout the show where I'd have to pause I look at her you know and then I was like my aunt Kathleen is like the best laugh and then people would applaud and then that turned to like a riff on Ireland that I didn't expect it I was like this was her like the whole trip to Ireland and I was like she'd be like kissing the blarney stone going like ah! <laughs> yeah <laughs> and my uncle was like hold on to the bar Kathleen just like you did last night and she's yeah. like backwards on the bar like yeah, like laughing and like so and it also because I talk about them and them laughing so hard at themselves like I think it let the room know one we're okay with this yes but also a lot of this stuff is pretty much based on fact like this happened um mm. and I think it loosened everybody up um which was great and then my dad got an applause break Which he just waited. He wait he knew a joke. He waited for his moment. It was a joke about him. And then like he got this like line in and the room went crazy. (laughs) And it was just like it just there's something that happens at the end of the show where I mean you won't see it on the album because it's very visual, but I'm doing this like joke and I kinda like I'm gyrating a little bit and like as I'm doing it. I, like, realized in my mind, like, my dad is in front of me. <laughs> yeah, 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 And I just, like, afterwards, I was like, I was trying to redirect that this way, but there's family here, too. Yeah, and... you're like, who do
2: I yeah. assault with <laughs> my
3: air movements? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Which incest do yeah, I direct? Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: so funny. But it just, it all kind of, it played into it, and I, uh, one, I'm glad I have the album, of course, uh, comedy-wise, I love that I have that um But I just love that I have this for my family. I love that I can hear my mom's laugh on certain jokes. I everything that happened with it. I'm like, we have this as this time capsule of all of us. Which I'm like, and that they're so
2: supportive is amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's something that I think initially they were kind of. They've always been supportive, but kind of confused by. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Right, right. (laughs) Thought this was a phase. You know, like my mom (laughs) definitely more like it's what Meg wants to do. Um, Me and my dad have had like hard conversations over the years and of course it comes from like our you know we're very like stubborn <laughs> and very like we don't discuss our emotions a lot yeah. and i think the more and more has been coming out especially throughout the pandemic with different things that i like got this phone call from my dad uh and i knew what it was about like he was talking about something i should be doing but it will it'll be something like about comedy but then it's always like and maybe you could work in that office and i'm like <laughs> i'm not yeah. Working in the office of Norwegian Cruises. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I performed on their ships. I'm not work. I am a comedian. And then he's like, no, no, I didn't mean it. And I'm like, when you say that, it's insulting. And then I got like a phone call. Like, Meg, that's not how I meant it. I just, you know. And then we ended up having this, this phone call where I knew that's what he was calling about. But we both, of course, are trying to avoid it. And then yeah. I was like, you know, when you say that, it makes me feel like you're not accepting of what I'm doing. And you're not like proud of me and you don't want me to be doing this and he was like he was like what are you talking about i am proud trust me if you didn't think if i was an understanding of this business you'd know yeah it was like the harshest it, but so like
1: oh my gosh this is what i
0: wanted like i wasn't getting like the full like it was like i'm yelling at you letting you know i love you and i was like yes yeah (laughs) don't you see how supportive i am don't you see how Trust me, you. if I wasn't okay with this, you'd know. Yeah. And I was like, what is that threat?"
3: But it was wow. hilarious. That is something
2: my dad would say. It's yeah, yeah, so funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it is it is fun having like, um, especially for you with the album and your family yeah. seeing all of the material together, all of the hard yeah. work. When uh, I went back to Dublin and did the shows, my it was the first time my dad, my brothers and sisters, my stepmom saw like an hour yeah. of my material. So it was really nice. Um, I was talking to another comic and they were like, oh, were you nervous with all your family being there? And I was like, no. I was like, <laughs> this is me being able to be like, this is why I do this. Right. Like, this is a real thing. Yeah. But I, I had so many jokes about my dad and my child. two childhood friends sat in the front row. They were so funny. They're like both, like... Like one of them has like a PhD, the other one works for Um oh and I always feel like the people who are like the smartest are the ones who party the hardest. Yes, you know? so yes. We were uh, we met with them before, and they all had like a bottle of wine each, you know. And then we got there, and they were having drinks, and they were like so much fun. And they were again a real like part of it as well yes. because they became like a like a conversation throughout. Like, oh, I didn't know that happened. Or, yeah. yeah. But then when I was doing jokes about my dad, my dad specifically sat in the back with my stepmom and my brothers and my sister. And every time I did a joke about my dad, my two childhood friends would look around at him, <laughs> but then he would look back at another guy. So then a- the whole audience <laughs> was looking back at this
0: random guy, oh and he was gosh. like,
2: "I'm not the dad."
0: <laughs> That's so funny. I know, he's like, so quick. It's so comical within it that it just it all makes sense. You go, this is why this. Welcome. Kind of came Sorry, to
2: we had to start because uh-huh. I have it um, I have a I have it blocked off. Uh, but welcome. who <laughs> are you? Hello. Uh, no, it's fine. <laughs> the trains are literally this whole weekend a sure. disaster. Yeah. I know. I know. And that's the one time they should work. OK, so I, I'd already said that you were coming um, and you go just go by TJ on podcast yeah. as well. Yeah. So welcome, TJ, to the shift. Do you Are know right
3: Megan? There? Yes. I'm looking for a yeah, yeah.
2: Um, um, And it was fun because I do have a fun Reddit thing to go through. So I was oh. waiting until TJ came to do that. Oh. But um, we were just talking about. So obviously, Megan's Irish American and like just Irish families and stuff like that. Oh, okay. uh-huh. so, here's your coffee. I'm an
1: honorary <laughs> Irishman here. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Cool,
2: cool, cool. cool. Um, it's funny because uh, every every time I meet you, I think about this, which is, it, it's a, it's a small link, but obviously, like, TJ, you're from Haiti, right? Yes. And when I first moved over here, there's firstly, there's, like, so many different Irish accents. Like, every town has a different accent. So I'll meet Americans here, and be, they'll be like, oh, you don't have, like, an Irish accent. And I'm like, you just probably weren't where I was from. <laughs> and they obviously slow down the way I speak as well so that they understand me. But... um. The way I would have pronounced my name growing up was Katie. Okay. So that's how I don't pronounce my T's usually, and that's my accent would be Katie. So everybody would have called me Katie. And when I first moved over here and I was working in bars, when I would introduce myself to people, I'd be like, oh, "I'm Katie." Consistently, every time they're like, "Oh my god, your name's Katie! Like, you came <laughs> for the country!" <laughs> 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 I always be like, "Katie," but every time I see you, I think of that. <laughs> you're like triggering okay, me. Okay, that's fair. All right, okay, I'll take that. But um, so how's your day going, TJ?
1: Day's been good. Day's been good. Now, I had. Uh, I have some shows to prepare for and some stuff to do, but nothing insane, you know, it's a holiday. And you've yeah. been
2: doing, because um, you've been working on like, a, I heard uh, my friend Chansu was talking about it. this friend? Chansu?
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Uh,
2: about doing, uh, you're doing shows at the Cellar, but then putting them up on YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. That's It's, cool. uh, it's called
1: the Cellar Chronicles. We oh, you you basically this. do stand-up and interview comedians. I don't even think of it as an interview. It's more of a conversation. And Little then chats, yeah. We just talk and find funny stuff and it doesn't even have to be funny, as long as it's interesting. That's how I look yeah. at it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's great.
1: Somebody said it's Oprah for comedians and I don't know if I was happy or offended <laughs> by that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is very <laughs> People say things all that, especially like when you were talking about your dad when he was like, You'd know if I were like I find that a lot as well where people and especially with Irish people sometimes where I'm like is this a compliment or an insult? <laughs> you know, like my grandma right. my grandmother, she'll uh, my okay, so a lot with like older Irish people, they're still like like coming down from the famine so like that older generation where is in if they call you fat that's a compliment okay
1: yes so but my grandmother's similar weird. with haitians okay yeah, yeah yeah
2: yeah so like when i came in she was like you look so thin," and i was ah. like okay yeah. you're too pale <laughs> and then and then she's like looking at my boyfriend like it's his fault she's like she's tin
3: <laughs> <he's> like, All <laughs> <right.">
2: <laughs> but so then my brother came in and he's an identical twin, and he was like, you "Have an
1: identical twin? Did- That's amazing."
2: Not my twin. Not my twin. He's, he a, twin a, he's a twin else. of somebody oh, else. Oh, I thought yeah. he was your twin. That would have been cool. Yeah, he does look exactly like me, but a male version. But he has <laughs> another male version of him. So, okay, brothers who are twins. Okay, and um he was talking to my grandmother, and she was like, "Oh, hi, you, uh, because but he's not pork he's john and he goes no i'm john and she goes you're right Pork's skinnier <laughs> and then he was like kind of offended but yeah. i was like i think she was trying to compliment you right, right. But also insu- i don't know it's yeah. like one of those things where it's like is she insulting everybody or
1: yeah <laughs> yeah i think in those countries people just want you to eat if you're yeah. eating well then you're healthy um, you're happy if you're skinny or thin It's like something has gone wrong You yeah fucked up
2: and my way. boyfriend's like quite heavier and my grandmother really likes him but i think <laughs> she just thinks he's like wealthy <laughs>
1: Is your boyfriend also Irish?
2: No, he's American.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah,
2: yeah. It was funny because when we came back, she like started like bitch about like private stuff about the family and stuff that's not. She's just like not fully there anymore. If that makes sense, yeah. and she's like angry and old. And it was like stuff that would be really uncomfortable. And she was like, "Your boyfriend needs to hear this," and he's like, "He does not need to hear this." <laughs> but in one way, I was like, "Well, at least she's not asking him what religion he is." <laughs> let, her, <laughs> let her bitch about the family okay? she, She's yeah, <laughs> this could be way more awkward. <laughs>
1: I've always liked Irish people because I remember like the first non-American group of people I met when I was living here was Irish people because I was uh, on a road trip in California and we went to a bar and we're hanging out and we met some Irish people from Ireland who were visiting and then we kind of linked up with them, we're drinking, then we went to the beach and they all got naked (laughs) and walked into the beach 60 degree water like cool. really cold and they all got in there just having a blast and i was like i like these people i, think yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, I found my tribe they're just like, really exactly. down to earth yeah. a lot of repressed feelings and just very crazy yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm down i yeah.
2: love that that's so that's so funny because that is like such a like i'll see especially people who live in the coast in ireland like on christmas day they'll just go out into the freezing cold water Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. and they just yeah always want to have i when i went back to ireland i did i was kind of like you know, everybody goes to New York, and we have to, like, for comedy, of course, live your dream. But uh, <laughs> what the fuck were I we thinking? I just love the way you
1: said that. <laughs> You're yeah. like, of course, live your yeah, dream. Yeah,
2: it's like, well, what, a, <laughs> yeah. What, a, what, a, what did we
3: do? I, <laughs> I
0: remember doing a show one time for, like, eight people that we had to travel to, and John Moses is on stage, and he goes... Who follows their dreams? <laughs> he goes, do you ever you ever think about a dream? They don't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are we following them? Dreams <laughs> don't make sense. That's
2: so true. <laughs> but uh, when I was home, it was like, because everybody talks about like New York and I hate... I literally hate going out in New York because everything's far away from it. It's busy. Or if you Mm. want to go to a quiet place, by the time I make a decision, then I go out in Dublin. Everybody's like friendly. You bump into someone. They're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And you're like, oh, it's okay. And automatically you can have a chat. And it's just very warm. And when I was drinking. Is it
1: because they're all drunk? Could (laughs)
2: Well, that was even during the day. So that wasn't even even just walking down the street. I did notice like how politer people are and then but then yes when we were drinking out on a night out it was just like the funnest night I've had in a long time and I was like oh yeah there's something about Dublin where everybody just talks like we were doing a silent disco and people were like in with us and my friend was like changing their music and we were all dancing together and I feel like when I go out in New York people are like with their group and you don't get
1: that little cliquish you know
0: It's, it's like totally like let's go out tonight and not talk to anybody yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like we could have done this at home for a lot cheaper but like no but there's a possibility we might talk right. to people yeah. and it's like but you won't you, especially the older you get you're like you definitely won't you're getting together with your friend and you're only hanging out with your
2: friend I struggled with that when I first moved over and was single because in Dublin you could always get like a smooch you could always like you go there's like a certain time hold on and uh,
1: night. Uh, uh, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Uh, what is a smooch
2: <laughs> like a kiss like uh, uh, all the young Irish listeners have just clicked off because they're like uh, what is this old slang she <laughs> just used. I, I was it. I was at home and I didn't realize that my slang is outdated.
1: So people go out looking for a smooch, that
2: like lovely. you know, like a kiss, like a, oh. uh, at the
1: end of the night. <laughs> but it's hard to
2: do this here. That is yeah. adorable. That is so cute. Yeah, you'd always kiss somebody at the end of the night. Like that's when like the lights come on. And everybody's like, okay, who's who's ready to go? <laughs> Whereas here, I don't know. It's hard to like go out on the pole, like to go out and get someone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It feels like. Yeah, I don't know. It's just harder. You have to online date. Whereas in Ireland, you can just go to the bar in the city and you'll probably meet somebody, you know, have a chat. Yeah, I think
1: we're worse off with having lost that skill you know the ability to go out and get a smooch as you say bring back the smooch
3: Um, and
2: wait so obviously this is like a dating relationship sex chats too because sometimes you know it's just the chats (laughs) and it's called a shift which by the way is means a kiss but not in ireland anymore according to my 17 year old sister yeah, huh. that means a kiss, but not for the young ones. Okay,
0: oh. it was funny. Well, I like, but for how, what age range? Of,
2: uh, I mean, I, I guess like mine. But I'm like right. ter- early. Like I'm 32, right. um, but my sister's 17, and she was like, "No one uses that anymore." And like, all right. But then she was also saying Nable instead of "not able," and I was like, "This is Nable? So, yeah, like oh, she wasn't able to go. Or wait, I can't even do. She wasn't able to go or something. I don't even know how to say it. Oh, they basically
1: just combined. <laughs> to, just laziness. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. yeah.
2: We went to the pub with my brother. is there 18 and my sister was there. And it was like crazy because you forget how young people drink in Ireland. And my brothers were 18, came up and they were like, we're too old for this place. And Uh me and my boyfriend were like, and I felt like so old because when I go to the bar, there was all these young people and I would just be standing there politely and the bartender would automatically like not serve the young people and turn to me and be like, are you okay? (laughs) And in one way it was nice, but I was also like, does he think I'm 100? (laughs)
3: But, uh, no,
0: you're not a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting shifts and smooches, smooches, smooches.
1: Are you Are you married? <laughs>
0: no, Wait, I'm not. So I, I, now I want to go out in Ireland. This yeah, is, you're, get you're, your you're single, right? I'm single, and, and you're it's single. so hard to meet people. And I feel like the apps are very difficult for me because it it takes me a while to even. I think I have my own anxiety. That's I feel like where a lot of it comes from to get comfortable enough to even like really go out with someone and open myself up to someone. So mm-hmm. the dating apps are rough because you don't know if that's really the version of the person. And then yes. you finally meet and you're like all oh, that energy for this. And then in person, it's just it's really hard to meet in person. It's tough.
1: Yeah. It
2: is hard. To so in I think here. I have to go to
1: <laughs> do men hit on you after comedy shows.
0: It's been a little bit more lately. They used to never. They used to never hit on me. Even if I felt like a connection at the show, like I'd be like, "We're vibing," like from the stage, and then they'd walk out and not even make eye contact with me. Now more people maybe they were just
1: enjoying your jokes. Maybe they were, but I'm kind of like not even a conversation. Like, (laughs) Like, hey, that was a good moment. A little bit. A little
0: (laughs) bit. Like we had a moment. Um, Now I'm getting a little more like. Still not direct hitting on, but sometimes people will take my card and like be saying something, hitting on me. They're still walking past me, but they're like, Is your number around here? Can I get your number? But they keep moving. But it's, I'm getting some more DM slides. Like, none of them are great. Like, they're all sketchy, but like, they're all like, Where I'm like, This is not how you do this. Um, They start out the first half as like a compliment to my jokes, but within the same paragraph, it immediately gets like, Okay, now,
1: okay, I'm interested in (laughs) this because I have two ladies. What would qualify as a good DM from, a stranger.
0: See, that's what's tough too.
1: Yeah, what's a good DM if a it guy goes? Is
0: it is tough.
1: Hey, I get, you thought you were really funny. Could I, I get I've, you a drink at some point? Yeah,
0: I think it's it, perfect. Yes. The, oh my god. Yeah. Yes. Simple perfect. and direct. Um, yeah. because the problem I run into is people start saying too much, and then they usually say like, "I know this is kind of creepy." Once you start oh, saying I that, know. it gets creepy. Right. If right. you were just to slide in and be like, "I was at your show last night in Gotham. Thought you were hilarious." Would you like to grab a drink sometime? Yeah, yeah. I'm. Yeah. Al- it's easy to respond to. Right. I'm already going to your profile. Yeah, I'm checking yeah. your profile out. If I like, all right, okay, I like these pictures. I like to see what I can sort of put together in this person's life. They were direct. They uh-huh. asked me out, which is so hard. I feel like for people to do. Like, yeah, yeah. Let's... Okay, what
1: are you looking for in the profile? Oh,
0: I guess I would just go through to see.
1: Do they have not, friends? Not a,
0: not do a they wife. Have, not a wife. <laughs> not a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. uh, are they active? They're messaging me from. If they're messaging, say they're messaging me from Instagram. Are they active enough on Instagram? Is this one of those things where they have like five posts or something? Um, not their politics. Does it matter to, to you if it's
1: uh, public or private? Because when girls DM me, if it's private, I kind of don't trust it. I'm like, if you're on Instagram and you're trying to right, yes. like hit on people, you should have something they can see.
3: That's
2: a that's a good point. Well, I guess if you follow them and they let. La- uh, they let you follow, but I did have a guy who didn't let me follow, and I was oh. like, "Oh, he has a wife." Right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's have to just, be able to see. But I understand some sneaky. people like to be private just because they post pictures of their family. And actually, people like that who'll accept your request, but they are like they post pictures of their family or something, and I'm like, yeah. "Okay, that's okay. I get that." Yeah. Okay. Or maybe they
0: have like a job, like they're a scientist. Or even just school teacher. I mean, I have friends that are school teachers, stuff like that, that they go, I don't want the kids finding me, kind of thing. So I can't have Mm -hmm. a public account. Um, I would like, if I was looking at someone's profile and they messaged me and I went to their profile and it was them, like, I don't know, hanging out at the national parks, like outside, Mm -hmm. active lifestyle, like, if they were able to actually take some cool pictures, I'd be like, oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) If I could get a profile from your picture, I'd be like, this person, Likes the outdoors, they like exercising. Oh, they're at a sporting event. I like yeah. sports. Oh, they're they're at a concert. I like that band. Like okay. I could kinda yeah. put together some pieces. If of it was things. like
2: an Irish guy yeah. and he DM'd me if he had like a picture of him playing like football or something. I'm like, Oh, look at those ties. That would be a terst
0: right. drop for me. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: I know like um, yeah i think what you said is perfect i think the biggest like x for a dm like don't do this is when guys try to be funny to a female comedian because it's never you know Mm. they try to like make a joke or like neg you or be like uh like something like oh go on a date with me i'm sure you can't get better ha 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 or something like you know i've gotten so many of those where i'm like what in what world do you think this (laughs) is like gonna work yeah
0: Yeah, I had someone message me, and again, it started out, and they weren't even asking me out in this. They just it started out just as a simple message that they had, hey, you popped up in my feed, and it's so weird because I was just listening to Tuesdays with Stories, and Mark and Joe men- mentioned you, and mm-hmm. now you popped up in my thing, like really great content or something like that. And I was like, oh, this was nice. So I messaged back, and then right away it was like, where do you live? Ugh, and it's like – Guys, you oh. can't ask us where we live. That's I don't yeah. know you, and now you're immediately, I'm not telling you. Yeah,
2: yeah. Also, as well, it's like, <laughs> what, are you not going to want to meet up with me if you're in Bushwick right. and I'm in
0: Queens? Right, right, right.
1: And yeah. so now you're yeah. doing a
2: proximity. I didn't yeah. know how to say that word. I will
1: not go four miles outside of my home yeah. radius. This is my <laughs> Which limit. is also why it's hard <laughs> yeah. to date in New
2: York, because yeah, people are like, yeah. oh, sorry, yeah. you're in Woodlawn, That's long distance.
3: <laughs>
1: I mean, I do kind of get that because sometimes yeah. it does feel like long distance. If I have to transfer two trains yeah. to get to you, that seems like a lot for a relationship, you know?
0: It, c- it can be. It's I was
1: funny, dating funny someone.
2: Stallone. And we're slagging yeah. my sister for saying but yeah. It's like I want to take two trains.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was dating Just someone and we lived, when we first got together, we were... Not that many train stops away from each other. You know, it was like one of those things where I was like, oh, this is about like a 25 minute commute. And then then I moved to Brooklyn and he was in Manhattan. And that all of a sudden it became like, this is all right, further and further. And then eventually he moved to Hoboken. And like we kind of joked, that was the end of that relationship. (laughs) We're like, we're crossing state lines. And like, this isn't even going that well. Like we're done. Like, Yeah,
2: Yeah, it has to go. That's right. It is a great excuse to leave something that's just mediocre. It's not working. It has to be like great. Yeah. Yeah. And are you're single now.
1: No, I have a girlfriend. Oh, yeah. great. This is exciting. Hope, yeah.
2: hope. Oh, and it's <laughs> just one train.
1: Yeah, barely even. Like, yeah, it's oh like gosh. a 25 minute walk. I can oh. bike and it's a 10 minute bike ride. So That's it's, the yeah,
2: That's yeah. Ideal. Yeah, it's a train
1: idea. It's not a long distance relationship. You know? <laughs> yeah. it's pretty What's, good. What
2: does your girlfriend
1: do? Uh, She works, she's a normal person. She's a, great. Uh, what do we call them? A normie C-civilian. or a civilian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, comedians yeah. are so funny. She works in health insurance. She works in, not as a nurse, but yeah, she's a regular person with a. But she understands my life, so that makes it easy. Because yeah, yeah. I think that's the hardest thing sometimes about dating regular people as a, I think, which is why comedians kind of end up dating each other all the time, yeah, just yeah. because it's hard to bring somebody into that life yeah. if they aren't curious about it or aren't willing to like understand it.
2: Yes. It's it's hard as um, for women or it's like really hard for women as well because every single man secretly wants to be a comedian. So when you date a right. like non-comedian guy, all of a sudden they're like kind of like criticizing you or trying to help write your jokes. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. "I had a dentist once try to like write my jokes." And I was like, "Dude, I'm not I wouldn't even know how to drill tea. I don't Do you know yeah. what I mean? but they just think that they just all men think inherently want to be comedians so yeah. they're either like yeah. jealous or over helping or so at least when you date a comedian they're they're kind of like a, they have more of a respect or something yeah. or
0: they get it they get it so I, yeah it's a hard thing to find somebody that gets it and then it's also tough because i can't fault fe- fall people if you go out with them and they're like you're a comedian and they're so interested in you being a comedian but they still don't know enough about it and then you're like this it almost becomes like a podcast teaching somebody about comedy. Yes. And you're like this yeah. is not an enjoyable date for me because I'm I like know. teaching you about, but I also can't fault you because you don't know any. Comedians. Right, it's so it's, it's
1: kind of inherently interesting as a job, so people yeah. want to know stuff about it. But then it becomes exhausting yeah. to have to explain all the time.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's so funny.
0: No. And I found that some of the guys that I've gone out with, just even you know, like met on a dating app, we've had like a first date. And again, I mentioned right away I'm a comedian, so I'm like, let's just get this out of yeah. the way so I can deal with we'll see how this how this comes back to play kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then you find out just people have their own ideas of comedians and like this one guy seemed like very into that I was a comic, but then again, he was like, so we could be in a situation where and I'm like, Are you pitching things yeah. to me? Or like and then it got like really kind of dirty. And then I think that's the thing too, is guys think I'm talking to a female comic. I can just be dirty up front. So and I'm like, true.
2: No. Oh my god, that's so. Do you think true. it's because
1: they assume uh, if you're a female comedian, you inherently dirty? Uh, no, I, I, all I comedians aren't dirty, right. so it's kind of interesting. Yeah. That they no. Assume that.
2: It's so true because even like let's say with this podcast, it says in the blurb, sex, dating, relationships, and chats. But actually, if you listen to the podcast, the whole podcast started with Des. Talking about sex stuff topics and laughing that I have no idea about it and I'm very innocent in it. And it's all like my journey about learning it. But I would get messages from guys being like, see you have a sex date if you ever want to try some, and like some crazy kink that I, okay, no, not a kink shame, but I've never heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, why did you go from, I would get like the dirtiest messages because they just presume. It is a funny, Yeah. yeah, it's like a wild. They go, they do a big jump or whatever, and it's like. Also, just listen to the podcast; you will see. I'm not qualified for your sex. <laughs> ex-
1: I think that's exploits. sort of that's what social media does. Because if you think about it, when there was radio, if you heard somebody, whoever was famous or even if they're not famous, somebody just talk about some crazy shit on Howard Stern about sex or whatever it is. You listen to it, you're like, "Oh wow, that's crazy," and then you go about your day. But now, if you listen, you're like, "Oh, that's crazy!" But I know I can contact that person yeah. right, right, right. and share my own stuff right. and see if they maybe want to fuck me and yeah. do some crazy shit with me. Yeah, yeah. We have too much access to people now. Yeah. I don't think it's yeah. good.
2: There's um a diehard fan. He's gonna listen to this, so you're gonna know who you are. And I really appreciate you. <laughs> and you know, he's like a very sweet man, and he's like come come out to stuff. So he is gonna know who he is. So, median yes. and um and he's like younger than me. So like he's like five years younger. So he's also like more. He's just growing up in a in a it's a different world. Like a growing up as an American to an Irish person, we're like thirty years. Like it's funny, we're like really progressive now. But when I grew up, we didn't have like sex education or stuff like that. But anyway, so he's like a little more clued in with stuff, and he's like very sweet and stuff, and talks. He's good with his emotions, and he's very chill. But um. But this listener who's a sweetheart, but like messaged him like sexual advice, like of what to do to me. And oh. when Whoa. I've never there's no reason for that, because like it, my boyfriend's great. Uh, I've never once in a podcast, but I like he didn't mind. And the listener who did it, like this isn't to like call you out or anything. But if that wasn't a comedian, I feel like a regular guy would be like. What you know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas a comedian just kind of like laughed it off and is like, ah, eh, it comes with it. But I think like a regular guy would really struggle with being or even being able to get message like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, but, but hold, hold on. If the person dated...
1: that message was their qualifications. Are they a yeah. sex therapist? No, I think he just a like, sex. This with is a lot what of I think you should do to your girlfriend. It's yeah. Like what? Yeah. yeah. Who yeah. does
3: that? To
0: Send that and go. <laughs> I, I've been thinking about this, and you know what? <laughs> this yeah, yeah. is what like, I, w- I would have never brought this up but it made me think about
2: how like because we, we just laughed it off and Leland was like yeah I don't need the advice so it's fine but then I was like yeah imagine if I was just dating a lawyer but then I guess if I were they wouldn't be so much in my like whereas Leland's a comedian so I'll like share his stuff I'll m- mention his name so I guess if you are dating like a like a health insurance person you're not going right. to be like she's at blah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Right. but now i have questions did your boyfriend try any of those <laughs> tips and did they work
2: i don't know maybe who knows new. i didn't really read the have message. you noticed
1: any new moves in the bedroom <laughs> yeah
2: oh my god i'm gonna be i don't know i'm gonna be like thank you blah 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 yeah. <laughs> like it is fine but yeah i think like we are in a world where like you know people messaging about sex stuff is fine yes. uh, and it would be fine to me but yeah it's just funny like imagine if i was dating like some I don't know, like, yeah. accountant. And he you was like, this. Am I not eating you out properly? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I Why was this sent to me? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but I'll, I'll, with this listener, I do know that he's just, he's like, uh, really into like sex education and stuff right. like that. But um, yeah, I'd say, have you, ever f- have you ever gone out with someone who DM'd you?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh,
2: my God. Yeah. Leland heard me talking about him. He just texted me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. The phone's now. I mean, I don't know
1: if it's going out, but, you know, just, like, hooking up and stuff. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. So, just... Have you not found... Like, I, I dated three guys who were fans, and then I obviously broke up with them and lost those fans oh,
3: <laughs> so i was like shit
2: i should don't not... listen to
1: the podcast anymore
2: well i mean like i think like <laughs> two subscribe. of them i blocked um oh,
1: <laughs> oh okay <laughs> they're unable to listen. i'm trying
2: to think i know the other one i don't know if i blocked or what happened with that person but yeah it was definitely like oh i don't think i should mix these worlds because mm-hmm. they have you they're like like one had like binged the podcasts and was like a fan of my comedy and then i'm just like you know, like a regular person inside of this. Yeah. So they had me totally built up. They had a totally different version of me in their head. And um, so that was never right, going to work right. out. Yeah. yeah,
1: the celebrity Katie and then the real Katie showed up.
2: And they're like, <laughs> what? What? what is that like famous, <laughs> that famous song? They dated what? There's like a famous quote, some famous actress. I don't know. We
3: don't yeah, know, no don't idea.
2: Know. Never mind. There's something like it's they okay. dated Zelma, okay. but they came oh, home right, with Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, but yeah. they
0: came home with, yeah. Is that like, oh my gosh, yeah. But well, yeah, so yeah, you never find
2: it that. like in like a negative from it or just uh
1: Well, I've never fully dated them. I just wanted them to understand that you doing this because you saw me do a thing well. So you wanna sleep with me, but we're not dating. You just yeah. wanted to hook up with a comedian. Yeah. And I'm happy to do it because I'm a dude. Like what else am <laughs> <I'm> I <laughs> gonna do? But I don't want you know, I wouldn't I don't think I would date Somebody who DM me, like seriously. Well, so far it hasn't happened. Yeah, it might, but I just don't think it would work.
2: It is funny. That's such a great point that you hit on. That it's like they're seeing something. It's like they're getting laugh, and that is like attractive. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like no one sees an account and be like, and it's like I gotta fuck that, right? Because we have a strange
1: job. People see us at one hundred and fifty percent because we're doing a thing that we work really hard to do, and then it's like obviously kind of glamorous. There's people and then you look like a superhero because you're on the (laughs) stage. People are listening to you and then, you know, you get off and they think you're going to be that same person in your regular life. And it's like, no, that's just not how people work. I'm just going to be at home sometimes watching TV and be a boring person.
2: Yeah, they think you're going to be on all the time. And then they're attracted to the light. So there's like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's like this, you're on stage, you're like a bright shining light. You're like controlling this whole audience. You're making everybody laugh. And then so after that, they're kind of like, they're like a little dog waiting for the treat again. You're like, (laughs) nah.
1: I'm done now. Yeah, They basically saw... Superman and then they're gonna <laughs> date Clock Kent that they're was like, oh, that's, that's, the that's it
2: that's a good yeah. one yeah, like, yeah well I'm
1: clock Kent most of the time <laughs> <You> understand <laughs> yes. so. I know
2: I fucking hate like I uh, when I used to work uh, full time at the bar and like I would never tell regulars or um, or, or, or I was like about to say audience members, but what are they called? Customers. Ooh. Um, that I was a comedian, but then like a coworker would come in and they'd be like, "Oh, yeah, Katie's comedian," and then they'd be like, oh, they always say the same thing. Oh, she hasn't made us laugh this whole time. Ugh. She hasn't told us a joke. And I'm like, yeah, because that I'm here. My job here is to serve the drinks. You wanna yeah. you come to the
0: show later? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's yeah. so annoying. Right. I've had my worst, my most awkward experiences like that are like at doctor's office. Not dentist, I guess, because you really can't speak. Um, eye doctor. <laughs> like Again, because I, it's someone who goes, oh, all of a sudden they see your form, and they're getting the same professions all the time. They go, comedian. My most uncomfortable one was I was like 25 years old, and I was at a brand-new gynecologist, and we're like, you know, the exam is happening very like, yeah, you know, yeah. things are happening. whatever. And sh- as she's doing the exam, she goes, so, you ever played Caroline's? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, ah, "Like My gynecologist? <laughs> why would you ask? I'm so vulnerable right now. <laughs> why would you ask? Me that. My gynecologist has asked me
2: have I used her joke every time I went there. Oh and the thing is, gosh. I don't even remember what the joke yeah. is anymore. It's yeah. one It's one of those like jokes that everybody's already done. Right, right. But each time I'm like, oh, no. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. They want to
1: be a part of your story. Like, oh, she did my joke. Look at yeah, that. Like, yeah. You told me that joke while my vagina was in your head. Yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I was yes. like, I have jokes about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not about the joke you told yeah. and I don't think you want to hear the jokes I have yeah. about you <laughs> and telling me my vagina's dead inside. <laughs> oh
0: my god! I'm trying to write a joke about my gynecologist. It's just ghosted me. <gasps> like she left, left the practice. I got an email like from the insurance company. Yeah. She's no longer with you. And I'm like, this was we went through a lot together. <laughs> like
3: what? Huh. And
0: yeah, now I'm trying crazy. to like work on this as a bit. But I'm also like, I think on stage when you even just bring up gynecologists, I feel like half the crowd is sound like, and I'm like, trust me, it's a weird topic. But also like, can we just get past that?
1: Did she still... leave the profession altogether? I have or no she left idea. you? That's crazy. I,
0: no, she left like. The, the, pra- the practice their practice oh. i don't know where she went to work but she, usually when stuff like that happens they either contact you like yeah. i'm leaving right or something. right i got a message like we had the um you know the virtual thing where the chats so you can respond and it was literally like i was i turned 40 so i was going in for my first ever mammogram she wrote the prescription i went and got the mammogram and got a response from somebody else and i'm like <laughs> midway like yeah. this was like a key moment and she I was know. just. <laughs> I wonder if it's
2: an American thing though, because I do feel like well, in Ireland, which can be good and ga- ba- ugh, good and bad, but you always know, like you have like an intimate relationship with your yeah. doctor or whatever. So, like, I feel like you would see him walking around the street, you know, <laughs> You'd be like okay, you know, you're gonna no, find out. That. Whereas I had a dermatologist here, same thing happened, and she was a woman, and this is important, because she was a woman, and she like cut out molds and shit, I go to the dermatologist for this, and then so next time I go, they never told me, and I don't know if it's, do do they leave on like a sad note, or like an angry note, or was there, because why wouldn't I have even gotten an email that there's a different doctor, and then I go, and it's this fucking drop dead gorgeous, tall, fucking south asian man and oh, nice. he is just like the most handsome guy i've ever seen and i have to like i hadn't shaved my legs in like three <laughs> months and um, i was going for acne on my arse yeah. which by the way Sexist i was expecting a it. woman i had to yeah, bend yeah. over and show this man my acne <laughs> arse and then when i had to show him something on my leg as i pulled it up i've never had dry skin in my life but for some reason dry skin <laughs> happened and it was like flicking into the air and he was like it's time to moisturize and uh. I was like to kill myself <laughs> yeah, thanks so much but the exact same thing happened and it's like why would you give me this fucking gorge like the most gorgeous man I've ever seen well, did you get his God. number no? Yeah. no he's still my dermatologist <clears throat> so don't listen to this so, listen. you know what's funny he's like I've never seen him without a face mask but he I just know he's gorgeous sure. you know yeah, does that make yeah, sense yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like you know I've what? never seen this part I hope he takes it off and he's just awful looking <laughs> here
1: right three teeth missing you know, stuff <laughs> that's like the that. dream yeah <laughs> how have your dms been
0: my dms i
1: have you had any successful no
0: no No. but i have noticed there have been more which even though they're not leading in the right place yet in a way i feel like maybe that's on the right path to something even if it might not be relationship wise i feel like as a female comedian it's a good sign you go oh people are reaching out to me guys are like DMing. Me. <laughs> You're like I'm getting my first stalkers. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm getting some stalkers. Like there's something, there's some people I've had to block where again they start it's tough, it's tough and I, I guys definitely get this too. I know that girls can be aggressive in the DMs, but I feel like it's tough to sort of figure out that fine line between this person's a fan and right. I want to be kind to them back, mm-hmm. but if I give them just a little and I'm just saying professionally, thank you so much, appreciate it. Some people just see that as the ball to keep rolling. Mm-hmm. And again, where they start asking questions that again usually pertain to too personal about like my location where it's like yeah. I don't really know you and I'm not giving that out yeah. and this is you know and you just then you, then you do the thing where you just stop responding and some people really don't get that or some people just send me a lot of posts that have nothing yeah. to do with anything but I'm like I'm, um, not, I'm yeah, not opening them or I'm not responding why are you sending me
2: it's also fine. They it just does. talk to themselves.
0: I guess. Yeah, you yeah. just have to
2: let them go. Yeah. I know, though, because I know exactly how you're like, I want to be nice. Right. But yeah, you have to you just, just let it go to the. But yeah. there, And there is some people that you do talk back to when they're so nice. And then they become like, I there was one guy that I did talk back to and we've had like a talking DMing yeah. for years. And he's come to, he came to my special in New York and he came to my hour in Dublin. And brought yeah. friends each time. So he's
1: a, he's a genuine fan. He's yeah. not trying to get and so, anything yeah. from thank you. God.
2: Yeah, he even sent, he was in like um a place That's in great. Canada. Yeah. Shout out, Oisin. Uh He was in a place in Canada and there was, it was a hotel called Leland. And he was like, oh, I'd love to send a t-shirt to your boyfriend. And he did. Yeah. And like, do you know what I mean? It's like, he's just genuinely like supportive of comedy. And thank God yeah. that that worked out that way. So in one way, you're right. like, there is some people that you're like, I do want to. Yeah. I have a two other guys who came to a show in Boston, and both of them, one brought five people, the other brought ten people. And right. I have chatted to them, and one yeah. he has like a boyfriend, or I'm sorry, a girlfriend. It's not anything like he's not like trying to be, but you don't yeah. know when you don't start know. talking if it's gonna be like. It's so hard to yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, once it gets weird, you just gotta go hard, and then yeah, slip then them just, into the general, yep, back general. into the general, <laughs> <laughs> out of the primary, out of the primary. It's <laughs> 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 true. Um yeah. so what's your what's your okay, so oh. what wait, okay both of you. First oh. you first, what's your oh. best uh dating advice tip then?
0: Dating just I don't know in general I, I would say best dating advice is I think be direct. Yeah. I think that's the best thing. <coughs> be direct. Um don't purposely waste people's time. Yeah. Um that I've had unfortunately happen many times. Oh um, same, it's a New York yeah, thing.
2: They get you lonely and they're go, stringy along. Ugh.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, be direct. Be sure of what you want, and don't manipulate people. <laughs>
2: yeah. Why is there so I've been many manipulators?
0: Manipulated so many times, and that causes. I, I and people have to I, when you're younger, and it doesn't really apply as much when you're in like your twenties. Nobody knows what they're doing. It's just kind of like yeah, maybe people know, maybe they don't. Everyone's just kind of a mess. Thirties, yeah. you're kind of figuring out, but like when this has happened to me, like I'm 41. This happened when I was like around 37, 38 with someone that I fell for pretty hard and kept saying like as it was going on like. I'm going to get really attached. Like you kind of have to mean these things because, yes. and I'm someone that usually has a huge wall up. Like I really have a hard time letting people get close to me. So I, it's a lot of work for me to let that wall down. The guy doesn't usually know it because I usually play it. Like I'm very friendly. Everything's great. But it is a lot of like internal work that like, okay, I'm letting down this wall. And then when I start telling you, this is a lot for me. And you keep upping the game. And then you realize, Oh then all of a sudden I'm dropped and it had nothing to do with me and this was maybe your own ego just trying to get me and that's where you go not only is that just terrible to do to someone but you screwed me up for the next guy I meet mm-hmm. because now the next person that's genuine and that nice to me right. I am going to have another wall up going I don't trust that because this guy just did that. Yeah. So it's like be honest be truthful be respectful like of other people, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think that's that's like a lot of it.
2: It's unfortunate because everything you're saying is correct, but unfortunately, people who are run by their ego and are narcissistic yeah. and are manipulators, they're not even going to hear this. <laughs> no, you know what I know. Mean? Like they're not going to. No. They're not going to go. They're going to be like, I don't. Which is because it's crazy. I've had people manipulate me, and I'm like, you know, you have to know. You have to know. Like, know. I know. You must right. know. And this is way harder. Just be honest, be direct, right. and be like, yeah, whatever. Okay, I was being a cunt, um, <laughs> and that would be way easier instead of being like no Tuesday doesn't exist as a day You're Like <laughs> are
3: those
1: do you think people uh, <laughs> manipulate because they want something but they can't be honest about the thing they want so they have to tell you what they think you want to hear yeah so they can get what they want and then once they get it and then their true face reveals itself you know what I mean
2: yeah. yeah maybe i do think as well that uh, for the people like that there's something it's all stems <clears> back to like childhood yeah. attachment issues so it's yeah. like literally down to like whatever fucking relationship you had with your farin- parents and then that wasn't uh sorted in therapy you went on to do it your friendships and your relationships and it's all about control so let's say you have a person who's like this person will only be with me if i do all of these things and then and then this person's like oh i would actually just be with you if you were nice to me but this is too much and then they're like still they're trying to manipulate and be like no but i wasn't like that they're all trying to control the situation does that make sense instead of if they actually didn't do any of that Mm -hmm. it would probably work out it's like they push people away yeah yeah it's very strange i see it a lot in like in when my friends are dating people or just like stories that come in or like just reading stories online it's like what or in my own you know parents or like you know, even with my, even with my grandmother now, she's like a, a nice woman, but everything she's doing, cause she's angry that she's old and frail and like, she's taking it out on my, my uh, uncles. Yeah. And it's like, this is a waste of, t- what is the point? But it's because there's like an element of control, like there's control in being angry and pissing people off and being vindicated. Or does that make sense? Instead of just being like, yeah, I'm being a fucking asshole and yeah. this is what I really yeah. want. Yeah. But that has that, that level of vulnerability. I don't think people can do sometimes.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it does. It stems from, yes, something that happened childhood wise, and then it becomes a pattern, whatever kind of pattern they developed at a young age to help them cope. And maybe they knew they didn't, they did it, maybe they didn't. And it just keeps evolving. And then because of that, whatever that hurt is, they won't let someone get really close to them. So it becomes this, I bring this person to a certain point, then that's all I'm capable of. And they might not even be aware that they're not capable of something past that. They just only know how to get to a certain point right it's also i don't
2: know you uh, you fit the narrative so if as a kid your one of your parents didn't um be there for you in the way that you needed or one of them left let's say one of them left Mm. and then you ended up in foster care or something and then you like you you push away those parents or they or you have a step parent who you've pushed and pushed away or something like that and then you have a relationship and you keep doing this thing where you're gonna be like you don't realize but you're doing like the Most ridiculous, like the most argumentative, the most angry things. And when the person can't put up with that, you're going, See, I'm unlovable. Uh, But it's also like, No, no one can put up with that. You don't need to push people that far. Like, my boyfriend is amazing. But if I were throwing pots and pans at him, yeah, he's going to break up with me. (laughs) And he fucking should. (laughs) Like, there's no one who should love you that much. It doesn't make sense. But it's just filling their narrative of like, Oh, I'm always abandoned. Oh, I'm always unloved. Um, yeah, and it definitely like I spoke to a social care worker back at home, uh, um, a friend of mine who works, in, and she was talking about that. Like all these attachment issues we talk about actually stem from child attachment issues, sure. and it's something it could be like your parent was like drinking all the time, so didn't change your nappy in time, didn't feed you wow. in time, and so now you've created as a child this thing of like my my needs are not met, uh, yeah. and then it goes on like that. It's just interesting how yeah, yeah. that's very so, interesting. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but like I mean I had a fucked up relationship with my mother go to therapy it really helps yeah because then yeah. you gotta go you go to therapy and you go why am I being so defensive
0: <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is a me thing <laughs> yeah yeah as, as much as I will go, sort of get in my mind when i've looked at patterns of relationships and you kind of go all right that's why this happened that's why that didn't happen but a lot of it also goes back to i kept putting myself in that same pattern where like yes the guys might have been acting that way towards me but that's also somehow something i was seeking out because i thought there was something in me that was less than or undeserving or i was yeah. somehow subconsciously seeking out men that could not commit or could not give me what i needed but i kept getting in that situation you go well i'm the constant so i am i am the pattern so yeah i've just been doing like so much work on myself to break that that's that's the hardest thing it's really hard
1: (laughs) therapy is trying to recognize patterns and trying to break them yeah and recognizing them is easy but breaking them oh boy that's
2: that's a lot of work yeah it's um it's also though like you're you can train your brain so it's Mm. like okay you just gotta if you go to go get defensive, just be like having that conversation. You're like, Why am I getting defensive? Well, it's probably because I have this need to prove myself. And yeah. just because they said clean the fridge doesn't mean that they haven't noticed that you cleaned the rest of the place, you mm-hmm. know? So yeah. then you have that conversation and then you slowly over months start to be able to be like, oh, yeah, this doesn't mean this. It's just like training yourself. I do yeah. think it, yeah. yeah, it can work. But you have to be honest about your fucking faults. Yeah. Yeah. Have, you, yeah. have you ever dated anybody like that or had experiences with this?
1: I... I was not a big data. My girlfriend currently is the longest relationship I've had. It's how
2: long are you together?
1: Almost two. So that's two how years? you know. Yeah. I what? don't really I never liked not that I didn't like them, but I never I found myself getting bored and I just like, oh, this is this run its course. I don't wanna do this. And some of it I think found had to do with my mother because I also have a shitty mom. Yeah. Yeah. So now that I've found somebody that I like and that likes me and I'm like, okay, this doesn't feel like hard work and I'm not bored. So I'm happy to be in this. Yeah. So whenever things got weird, I was like, I'm out. I don't. I don't need this. So I would just get out of relationship before it got crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That is. I mean, that's that's good in some ways because some people stay around too long. Yeah. But then, yeah, it's if, especially with this person now, if it gets a little weird, yeah, like you have a yeah. bump, stay
0: in it, work <laughs> yeah. on it. Okay, I know. I'm excited. for Yeah, this. one time <laughs> I was trying to
1: date this girl, and before we got into it, she goes, uh, "This is not gonna work because I'm way too fucked up for you." Ugh. And then me, okay. as you know, my male <laughs> ego, be like, "I think I can handle yeah. it." And worry <laughs> about it. And then we started dating, and I was like, she was right. She was, uh, <laughs> way too fucked up for me. I cannot tell
2: you At least she's self aware, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you dread to say that.
1: <laughs> right. You know, my advice would be I think it's kind of like yours, but it's slightly different in that not only to be honest about what you want, but kind of understand what you want, because I think sometimes people don't. Yes. And I think a lot of it has to do with men versus women, because. And I don't want to get in trouble for this, but I think feminism sometimes makes women think that they're exactly like men. And I think it's kind of different in very basic ways, not for everybody. I'll give you an example. One time, I you know, I hooked up with this girl. And before we did it, we said that's what we were going to do. Mm-hmm. And then I went to her place. We did our thing and then finished. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go home now. And then she got really sad. And she said... I feel like a prostitute. I think you should stay for the night. And then I realized she was sort of lying to herself about what she wanted out of this. Yeah. yeah. Because it's very easy right. for a guy to just sleep with someone and then go home be like, oh, I don't need to, I'm not attached to this. Yeah. But generally speaking, I'm not making a blanket. But I think that's harder for women to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just fuck someone and then you go home and you find. Some women do it. But I think most of them don't. It's just not how you guys are wired.
2: I also think that's such a good, uh, important thing for people to recognize in themselves. Because there is, right. I know I know girls, and I, I mean, I only met them here, um, <laughs> who would do that. And I yes. was like, I couldn't, uh, I-, I thought I could. But right. I was lying to myself, yeah. exactly. and like that had to do with like and I'm sure internalized misogyny and shame and stuff like that. But I am just like a, I like dating, I like like falling, yeah. I like to yeah. be comfortable.
1: Not but, everybody can be a hoe. You can yeah. try to be one I if you to. want, and then you realize that's not me. I fail.
2: Yeah. And I just
1: like a boyfriend. I, I want to be a hoe. Yeah, and yeah. I think
2: you need to know that, yeah. and then um not try to be like chill because that is true. Where then you people like I've had girlfriends like get mad at the guy for like oh he didn't call me. Or whatever, and it's like, yeah, but he did say yes. he was upfront, and I think <laughs> yes. men who are upfront like that—that's the best. Because other men, I've told men, like I don't, I just hook up. I like, I want to date, and then they'll date me, and we'll have sex, and we'll be having sex, and then they'll be like oh, no, I'm never looking for a relationship. And I'm like, <laughs> <Why? Yeah. laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> yeah. But I wouldn't yeah. get mad. I'll just, like, leave. But I'm like, what the fuck? Whereas guys have been like, I just want to hook up. I remember, like, there's actually a comedian who I kissed. Uh, after we kissed, he was like, uh, we went on a date, and he was like, you know, I just hook up. So if we do hook up, that's all it be. And I was like, you know what? I, I, I actually I haven't really able to do that. And he was like, okay, cool. And we've been friends since and we right. never hooked up. Right. But he didn't lie to me. He didn't yeah. like bring me home. And then, you know, you know what I mean? Because he, he we were already friends. So he probably understood that I could have misunderstood that that could end up be dating. Yeah. Which I thought was like fair play. That's, and yeah. now he's yes. like open. He has like multiple girls on the go. He's open with everybody. It's the fucking time. He's very successful. <laughs> but I'm uh, sorry. I you- but yeah, <laughs> but I mean, that's like a great quality. And I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. just being yeah. honest, back to yes. your being direct.
1: And then that also uh, applies to guys. I think a lot of guys want girlfriends. But they think they want to be playboys and hooking up out there. And then they hook up with a girl and they catch feelings and they don't know what to do about it.
2: Yeah. You just got to be
1: real with yourself. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And let yourself. I think um, we have to wrap up in a second. But I think for those guys who just want to be playboys and you meet the right girl, just like go with it and date her. And like just think about it as like every week at a time. It doesn't mean... That you're never gonna be single again. People are always like worrying about this yeah. future thing, and it's like, hey, you could be with her for a year or two, and maybe you'll get married. But yeah, just enjoy it. Enjoy it.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> Pat, what do we? We only have a few minutes left. Is it? What? How long do we go for?
3: Uh, <clears throat> you're over an hour
2: okay so uh let's wrap this up
0: um uh so firstly megan your album is coming out what's it called and where to get it it's called this happy uh and it is uh available will be on itunes it'll be on amazon just type megan hanley into uh, january 17th so and it'll what's be what's your Instagram? oh at the megan hanley megan with an h the megan hanley and all the info is is there it's make it Hanley on all social, actually, all social. Uh, media. And if
2: you're an Irish guy, because they're fun and they're good crack, yeah. and you, you know you want to DM, you know how to DM her. not. So <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yes. he
0: gave
1: you the blueprint. Ah, uh, yes,
0: I'd love to go back there. To-
2: <laughs> and TJ, it's at uh,
1: TJ at TJ Stand Up. Easy, easy. there. Yeah.
2: Anything you want people to listen to? Or- uh,
1: they can. Uh, I don't know if if is Prime available in Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. Amazon okay. Prime. Yeah. Yeah. My special is there. I have a special called January 3rd on Amazon Prime, so they can watch that if they want. And- they can dm me <laughs> i don't mind you know <laughs> just compliments you have a up. partner yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay
2: i love you all um uh so please sign up to the patreon at patreon forward slash the shift podcast and this is exciting because there'll be second uh, i've had the podcast for like four years but the second one that'll be actually on youtube so woo-hoo. Um, oh, yeah. and thank you pat Sh- 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 Shalmaha. i said it wrong last time did i say it right this time
1: He's not listening. He exactly. He's like, get the fuck <laughs> off.
2: Okay, love you all. Um, um, yeah, go rate review. Bye. Okay. <laughs>